0: Welcome to We're Not Wizards. We are the best, but not wizards. Enjoy the show! <laughs> to another episode of We're Not Wizards, the Scottish version, because today we're going to be doing all things Scottish. <coughs> Hello, welcome to We're Not Wizards, my name is Hello. Richard. <laughs> today, right, it's an exciting, it's an important, it's a special type of day because as we know the summer is here, it's bright and fine and lovely in the month of July. And that means at the moment, there's only a certain amount of time before you can go up to the heart of Scotland, go up to the heart, the heart of Scotland, the heart of kind of gaming itself and come along to tabletop Scotland. So joining me, I've got two people. The first person, you could say they're a right, there's no wrong, they're a right. And a right used to make things, craft things, shipwright, cartwright they were all involved in some kind of skilled trade. So joining me, a person who has crafted together a wonderful, fantastic convention of Tabletop Scotland. I've got Dave Wright. And not forgetting on the other side, not forgetting on the other side, I've also got somebody staying on the surname side of things. They're technically half human and half bird. And part bus driver. Half it's human. John, the Harpy Harper. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Uh,
1: half human, half bird. Okay, I'll take it. That's no, like
0: a chicken
2: kind what of thing. the buckets. Yeah. You're, actually,
0: <laughs> you're crazy for you're crazy for a nugget. <clears throat> um. It's as, as Billy Connolly once said. It's decidedly average to be here. Um. How you doing? How's things? David, how, how are you, first of all? How's things with you? Because you're like the mastermind,
2: you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, it's 50 days and 23 hours until doors open, just so you know. Um, but no, I'm fine. Plodding away. Day job's fine. It's busy. And then I've got this thing that we do uh, over and above that, which is looking really, really good, which is... Not something I would normally say at this time of the year, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's it's looking really good.
1: Um, I think it's quite telling that the the message per day ratio is currently sitting under the, you know, the average is down year on year, so we're only about <laughs> you know, a million a day, not three point two billion a day.
0: It just you know. Is it? I yeah. mean, how close are we? How close are we to kind of like squeaky bum time at the moment? I mean, is a Are we? Oh, you mean, April? It's they... <laughs> that past. Is, are we now? Are we now at the point? No. Are we now at the point where we're like we're like minute number thirty-five into the cooking the souffle, and literally, <laughs> if you know, it's oh, there's not there's nothing we can do. It's been sitting. Yeah. It's been sitting in the oven. You know that. I, mean,
2: I think th- I think I think the benefit we have is you know we've now this will now be our fourth time we've done this. <laughs> Um, and it's not okay, so much. Yeah, just, just checking. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, it, and and it's it's not quite to say that you know everything's in hand. I'll never ever say that. Yeah. Um, but we normally work on the basis of by the end of July, we like to have everything done, or I like right. to have everything done. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. um, so that all August is is dealing with little things that crop up and you know stuff like that. Um, but no, it's it's all it's all looking really good. Um, I'm fairly relaxed about 2023's event. If I'm honest, it's,
1: it's um, yeah, it's scary how relaxed things are actually. Um, yeah, we're just basically what you've got is you've got Dave standing yeah. in front of the oven door with his yeah. hand on the handle. And <laughs> another four of us standing behind him, going, just
0: <laughs> just ho- right. just hope hoping everything kind of continues to go. Yeah. Like as, as, as well as, as well as possible. All basically. the instructions, use the
1: same yeah. recipe that's never failed before. Yeah. yeah. You know, pretty so, much.
2: Yeah. We, 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 experiment a little bit, but, you tweakier, know. Tweak here, tweak there. I don't want to know what happens outside there. I don't want to know
0: no, I Are mean, you no, added chocolate I mean, bits no, and stuff like that? You know. No, no. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah, we can yeah, try that. First
1: year, first year we used vanilla
2: essence. This year we've actually got our own vanilla beans and scraped
0: <laughs> uh, them
1: yeah.
0: like I might be a... the only
2: person on, on here that doesn't actually like souffles, so maybe that. I good. don't like
0: I don't like souffles anyway because they've got wheat. I was just using like an example, oh, so yeah, other yeah, it's people it's would like, kind of understand cool. that. Like a souffle, once you like, you know, once you you get it to a certain point. You can't open yes. the oven door because if you open the oven door, then it sinks and it's an absolute disaster. Uh, if, if, I mean, it could be interesting that none of us actually like souffle at all and we're all just sitting here going, souffles are absolutely rubbish. I we- like souffle. But don't get me wrong, there are better things. I mean, it's it's no creme brulee, but souffle's okay. Do you make creme brulee? I mean, have you ventured yeah. into that kind of, or are you, are they, you type yeah. the person that buys one from the Marks and Spencer's garage and then you get like the little sachet of brown sugar? Sprinkle it on the top, <laughs> and then stick it no, in the no, oven, I'm, and then claim no, you've made a I mean, creme brulee.
1: Have yeah, it's one of those things where, to be honest with you, if somebody else is going to make it for you, oh. just buy the one somebody else has made. The effort, it's it, the amount of effort involved in the end result just doesn't justify the grief. A bit like a souffle, actually. If I'm <laughs> <into you. laughs>
0: so when it's it, one of those when it comes to making desserts, John, then what kind of desserts would you say <laughs> you like to make? Which which you kinda like, you know, they're not an awful lot of hassle and you're gonna get the satisfaction of a kinda like a decent dessert. A sticky tough
1: pudding. My mum years ago gave me a recipe and it turns out she got it from a I think it's a Nigella Lawson cookbook for how to make a sticky tough pudding in just like one big glass Pyrex bowl. Right. And effectively what you do is you you put all the ingredients in upside down. Okay. Right. So you put yeah you put the you put the sugar in, you put the butter in, you put the, the dates and everything in the bowl, dates. and then you put okay. the actual... Yeah, you use dates. Okay. You cut up, that's how okay. you get the... You shoot it, it's the best way of doing it. And okay. then you you, you put the, the cake bit in it, mm-hmm. on top, mm-hmm. and you shove that in the oven, and then you cook it, and you take it out. And when you take it out, yeah, cake's cooked, the stuff at the bottom's caramized and then you just... You get basically, the only difficult bit of the process is that bit where you put... You did the... The flippy over thing you got a 55th chance of having the best sticky toffee you've ever had in your life, or oh, third degree burns third down degree. your
0: entire Accident <laughs> and emergency <laughs> time. And they'd be but, like, oh, you're in here again then? Was it the aye, same
1: sticky toffee yeah. put it? Aye, worth it. And the ice cream's useful because you slather the ice cream on my hand. Like, yeah,
2: use
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah,
2: You use it as moisturiser. <laughs>
0: you just end up looking like he's kind of eating it in the car. It's like, is it sore? <laughs> um, it's
2: delicious, but it's.
0: <laughs> I'm getting blisters here, but it's absolutely sore. I mean, yeah, you, you know, can. The easiest one is obviously Angel Delight. But I mean, you could have had that, but you went for obviously some kind of thing that kind of takes thought. Dave, when you're Strawberry cooking Angel up a...
2: Angel Delight, just just, just clear, <laughs> Strawberry Angel Delight. Every single time, of course.
0: Taste. Caramel was what? Caramel was a weird one, because it kind of tasted like, slightly not like... Not quite caramel. Not like quite caramel, but like, kind of like a stinky... It didn't smell very nice. It never kind of... Angel yeah, delight yeah. caramel. You never kind of went, oh, that smells! I'm getting toffee. You kind of like going. It's kind of like socks. <laughs> it's it's got this kind of. And it's a couple of days old socks at that.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's it's caramel as described by. If somebody <laughs> described caramel and somebody else made caramel, that's what you end up with. It's like you've just kind of missed that essence of
0: caramelness,
1: but it's the right colour and yeah, I don't know, but. I like chocolate. angel. I like chocolate angel delight, but I'm weirdos. So.
0: We do discover. We are discovering quite, you know, quite, quite quickly that John's a bit of a dessert snob, um, as we could find, because mm-hmm. you can imagine he's probably not had dessert angel delight in his cupboard since about 1985. There's a packet okay. in there right now. Is there? There's not. <laughs> I will. I will <laughs> happily sit and wait while you go and get that. <laughs> you go and get make that, make that packet of angel. delight. I'm sorry. I'm trying to talk about my conference that's going on from the 25th to the 20th. <laughs> conference. Kind um, <laughs> con- of con convention. Uh, I, con- do you know? I always get those see, words. Do you know what? See, that's what I did. I wrote about tabletop Scotland one year. And I used the word conference all the way down so I used con all the way down. And then I had to do a control all like find and replace thing. Because then, then somebody went, oh, are you talking about that convention again? I was like, that's the word. Uh, no, I don't know. It's as
1: interesting I said, I've got because a,
2: a lot one. of people say, call it a conference whenever, like when I speak to folk who work about it and stuff like that, hmm. you refer to it as a conference. And it's... I suppose, without getting deep and meaningful, why do we call it a convention? What makes it a convention?
0: To me, okay, if you said to me, right, I'm going along to see, like, um, if I'm going to, like, a Star Wars convention, I'm expecting to go along to see cosplayers and things based around Star Wars with potentially kind of special guests as in yeah. i am i am not the focus of the fun and mirth if you know what i mean whereas to me if i'm going to a conference it's almost like the interactivity between the different people is a measure of the success i wouldn't hear i wouldn't if i, if I asked somebody did you go did you go to the lighting convention and it's like yeah brilliant we got to see the new led things that they're doing and it's absolutely fantastic and they're talking about a specific thing, where if you said, did you go to the lighting conference, it's like, I met, you know, I met Joe yeah. and I met yes. Freddie and I met Iqbal, you know, and I met Samara and we all had a really good chat. So I'm wondering maybe if for all this time, all these people calling themselves cons are actually should be calling themselves conferences.
1: Well, the OED, the OED, to find a large meeting or conference especially of members of political party or political professional group.
0: Yeah. Are we, are we oh, you always have no. to bring politics into these things, eh? <laughs> just just Dunny. Sorry, just just, it wasn't me. You can blame the OED for that. But I, you don't brought what that. I don't know I don't know whether you brought I mean you're like that. You got it right next to the angel delight. <laughs> You're like a chocolate, <laughs> I, I chocolate a, angel I, I delight. You have a full copy of the Oxford English Dictionary in the kitchen of all places. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, someday, it's like, in your house, it's like, basically, it's it's like, you're getting the dessert on. I thought you were getting the dessert on and they come over, basically, in a bowl that's got a big copy... <laughs> Of the oh, Oxford yeah. English Dictionary, in it and going there, you go. I didn't know if you wanted if you wanted the abridged version or the full, uh, the full, full, full the version. I have got the toffee version. Is there a toffee version of the Oxford English Dictionary?
1: The Welby wants dessert, it?
0: I guess so. It's pretty interesting we've managed to completely derail this within the first kind of like two minutes and not That's even normal though, right? It is completely I guess completely normal. If you wanted to be involved in some kind of uh, actual serious serious discussion. Um Talking about preparation, wind try to wind and claw this yeah, back yeah. from the brink, okay? Um is there stuff one of the things that I mentioned last year in the write up that I did about the convection or conv- conviction. conviction is that when I saw you for the first time in a long time, I thought that you were literally just kind of like sitting there enjoying the view. You were kind of like yeah. Admiral Akbar at the end of Return of the Jedi when you sat back <laughs> and you realized that the it's Death not. Star was about to be destroyed. And you're just like kind of, but you seemed an awful lot more relaxed. You were actually able to kind of enjoy things more. Was that, was that correct? Cause I know previous years, yes. it was like, you were yes. going about like Speedy Gonzales, kind of <laughs> sorting stuff out.
2: Well, last year we, I mean, we had some, we had a number of challenges going into last year. Mm. Um, but on, on the weekend itself, everything just seemed to work from my perspective. I didn't need to go and firefight anything. John mm-hmm. and Simon had everything under control, um, and along with all our volunteers. Mm-hmm. So i i was able to probably for the first time actually enjoy the convention Um, it's actually
1: funny you mentioned that because um um our as people hopefully who are fans of tabletop Scotland know this year we've brought on Gemma and john Mm -hmm, as fellow fellow members of the team um Mm -hmm. and I've got uh, before because if I do it, don't do it. She'll come here. The amazing Gemma, she did say we oh, had yeah, to she did or say or me call her amazing. So I did I mean, it. And
2: she is, to be fair, she is. This
0: she is <laughs> um, like, like somebody's got you up against <laughs> the wall. Good. <coughs> Good on this podcast, right? If you didn't call me amazing, eh? You didn't call <laughs> so me. You amazing? met Gemma. It's going to be in trouble. I have him? not. I don't. I probably have. You have kind I of in passing. Bit, yeah. I've definitely, probably at some point, kind yeah. of, kind no, of met her. Yes.
1: She wouldn't be up against the wall. <laughs> she basically, you know, she not do that. It would involve a dark alley. Um, no, and. And, we, and a I copy of the Oxford English Dictionary. It's a dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Gemma was like, so. Gemma goes, so. Because she was. There, she did help a lot. She volunteered last year, but helped out quite a lot. She was managed
2: the front desk. Area, yeah, largely so. right, which okay. is one of the
1: reasons why we asked her to come on board, because, you know, she volunteered, and she, you know, she did a great amount of work, and, you know, sort a great person tied to, to the mix. And um she goes to me, this is a few months ago, when we would. I've forgotten where we were. In fact, it was me and her went to Perth, I think it was when we went to meet at the centre, and uh, a yeah. meeting about the convention. And Jamie goes, so... Jim was like, so Dave last year was like just walking around, chatting to people, sitting down, having your, blah, blah. blah. I mean, yeah, I said, that's kind of how it's meant to work. Mm. Dave has all his panicking in the months in advance.
2: Then yes. over the weekend,
1: Dave gets to chill. And Simon and I <laughs> were the ones, are the ones that actually do the thing as it were on the day, like, you know. And she goes, is that, how does that work out? I went, quite easily, because Dave's really good at organising things in advance. Yeah. And I'm quite good at breaking my toes and running <laughs> yes. around and looking after people. Um, <laughs> and um, she's like, she goes, oh, so, she goes, because it's really hard to figure out how it all fits together. Yeah. And I'm like, well, when you do figure it out, write a book and we'll buy a copy each <laughs> and then we'll know how to run a convention. Is at it, that
0: point, she looked at me and called me a name. Is it is it good to get kind of like a different perspective From both like John and Gemma then I mean are you still at the process of kind of like Learning kind of little Kind of snippets because from what I understand When you run Something like Tabletop Scotland You've got a pile of feedback And you've got piles of feedback which You can just kind of put To one side because it's kind of like well it was Raining on the day or you didn't have my game at the bring and buy sale that I thought was going to be or I only sold right. two of the five games that I sold. But then you get people saying it'd be really nice if the menus for lunch were actually displayed in more than one place so that when people queuing could actually see what oh, was yeah. available rather than having to wait until they actually kind of got there kind of thing. you know. So you're still learning kind of stuff even. And have they brought in a kind of a different perspective at all?
2: They, oh, yeah. they have and i, and I think it's, it's primarily just to have i mean as i say this is our fourth time doing it mm-hmm. so it's good to have different voices in that conversation as much as anything else because we they've seen it from the volunteer end uh, both john and Gemma volunteered at least twice before and i think it mm-hmm. was just not only were they fantastic at doing that um but they they were just able to bring another perspective to, well, what if we did this or why would we not do this? Cause a, mm-hmm. lot, a lot of the feedback we get is very, very, very positive. Don't get me wrong. And that's mm-hmm. lovely. Um, and it genuinely is lovely. Um, but it's also little little nuggets that kind of float within that feedback that you go, okay, we, we didn't see this or whatever yeah. it is, Then, then let's see what we can do about that. And to be fair, it's probably a lot of that that we can't really do anything about, you know. Yeah. Scotland at the end of August normally is very hot. That building that we have it in in Perth does not have air conditioning. We can't fix that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. but there there are things that we can try and do. Like mm. last yeah. year, we had we had water fountains last year. Yeah. You know, because we we, we well. knew that that was going to be a thing. and yeah. We will have water fountains again this year. So it's, I think, it's, it's
1: you know, little things like that. One of the things that, like,
2: one of the, the things has been
1: one of the, um, mm. first thing we've done it, as Dave said. And, um, you know, there's been a couple of conversations where we've shown, well, when in the first few years we did this thing this way, and then this voice goes, but why? Yeah. Well, that's where we did it. Well, but, but yeah. why? Yeah. Okay. Actually, that just having somebody else look at it from a, uh, you go, well, you might have done it that way, that way, that first you say, whatever. But here's, the but why and then well like, oh, actually yeah but why did we do it that way
0: yeah well yeah. we
1: made the decision we made an assumption
0: yeah
1: and you know, subsequent to that it worked yes but that doesn't mean there isn't a better option yeah you know, or, or a third idea or fourth idea and that's been that's been good having different voices saying different things and sometimes it is just you know, a, a, another person to say that's nah, a bad idea or that's a good idea or. Consider the alternative.
0: That's what we like. Yeah. Is, it, is it a case of trying not to get caught in kind of like tradition? Because I know that, I know, I know something, I mean, so in terms of what I mean is we did this the previous three years. So, yeah. Yeah. and we know that that kind of, and we know that that kind of works and it's got an 80% success rate. So we've got other things we've got to worry about. So we'll just keep we, kind the, of doing it this way.
2: So, I mean, for me, it, it boils down to something a little, a little more simpler than that. right? The con has an identity. Um, and that identity is it's a board game and role playing convention, right? Um, and as, as hobbies, they are things that particularly me, John and Simon share and Gemma and John Laurie, certainly from a board game perspective share.
0: Yeah.
2: So it, so it's recognizing that those are the kind of core aspects of what it is. We're never, we're never going to meddle with that because yeah. otherwise it isn't the same thing. Right. But I suppose from a tradition perspective, there are certain traditions that we have. We have, you know, like pre-booking for events. We don't let an event sell out. There are some exceptions to that because we want people to be able to turn up to the convention on the day and still be able to book any events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so there are things that we do have that are there for reasons that we do sanity check every year and go, hmm, do we want to keep doing it like that or do we want to not do it like that
1: but that isn't you know at the same time and this is a conversation we've had a couple of times as part of team meetings Is we're not we've not been afraid to turn around and say you know this is a thing we've done once twice three times yeah no we're not afraid to, to kill it to, to use a term to, to kill our darlings there's a fact that if they've mind one of the things events wise we've had to look at all the way our events calendar works and mm-hmm. the RPGs and the yeah. utilization of space etc this year we, we're keeping the pub quiz because that's been a huge fantastic success yeah but we've decided not to have any seminars this year
0: yeah
1: which we had the first three years and that isn't to say seminars aren't great and we did not have great content and we did not have great guests because we did you know I particularly enjoyed defending offending more than one room of people at a time <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I'm sure they enjoyed being offended by me, um, but, but ultimately, you know, we looked at what people were asking us for, what people in the feedback said they really enjoyed, didn't enjoy. And, you know, for lack of a better term, the value each particular thing was bringing to the convention. And this year, it made more sense to take the space we're using for the seminars and use it for other things.
2: Um, yeah. And well, that, that, in, you, in, yeah, in part because, you know, we have no more space within that building. Right. And we're using every square centimeter of that building as it is so yeah. the seminar room as it was the hay room as it was used in the past for seminars we had to think about as john said is there a better way of utilizing that space um because we we work on the assumption the event grows every year not Usually, because that would be silly but if it does grow hugely we need to have yeah. capacity for the things that people are there to actually do mm-hmm. um so yeah so that that's that's why we don't have seminars this that, yeah uh, that's, and that's and simply the only reason yeah.
1: Yeah. and, and it, say it because as much as they were great content and great for people and people enjoyed it and the feedback on them was always consistently good yeah um you know we never really had any bad feedback about it was that the the thing people ask us about in particular they've said board games and role-playing games yes by far and away the most popular part of the convention and the thing that stands out is that the sheer amount of rpg space we have relative to other conventions um other conventions with much higher attendance figures we have we may have less bodies but we've got way more role-playing games going on um and we're quite proud of that so that's the big draw—that's the thing we know draws in our 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 um, attendees. So let's maximise that, and it's a trade-off all things are doing. There's multiple trade-offs in there, but yeah.
0: Are you been? I mean, are you been surprised that there's been such a take-up in the kind of the the RPG stuff, or do you think it was maybe something that wasn't properly being kind of serviced before? Because well, I think it's easy to forget that things like Critical Role. Now, when I look at say You know, when I occasionally—not every day—look at the Apple Podcast charts, there's always some kind of critical role thing within like the top five. You know, top five, top ten. There's always somebody listening to kind of like the podcast. There's always somebody listening to the live role play. And is that something that's kind of helped you think kind of a success giving a home? Because I'm not sure of many other. I'm not sure what the setup is on, like, say, the UK Games Expo. I'm assuming it's more at the kind of the board game. Yeah, it
2: is. I mean, but I mean, I think so. The thing with Expo is just to touch on that. The Hilton is basically the RPG venue, right? They also have a couple of other things there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the but the Hilton um, at the NEC is basically just full of RPGs, Mm -hmm. Um, and. Is where I spend most of my time with my expo, not to play RPGs, to sit in the bar, Melting um, bar, Melting you know. bar. Um, shit, bar. Um, and Dragon Meet in London also has a lot of RPGs as well. And I think uh-huh. the two of them are probably the only two conventions in the UK that have more RPGs than we do. Um, and that's, but again,
1: it's a good thing. You know, let, let's be frank. You can take Expo out the picture there. Because yeah. it is what it is. It's you know, it's it's the great blue whale. Mm. It's the third of,
2: largest convention it, it, in the world, after all. So yeah, after this year,
1: I mean, sure. you just yeah, and then dragon meat, one day, yeah, um, London. You know, again, it's it's but th- you mentioned about you know about the you, know, the market, as it were. From, you know, you know, to use a terrible term. Um, and I think one of the things that has played massively in our favour. Is nothing like this has happened but happened before us on this scale in Scotland. Yeah. Have been smaller things. There's yeah. other events, but in yeah. terms of scale and, and how it's put together, um, you know, starting with twenty eighteen, we've delivered something that's that's New Scotland. And we've got a marketplace that was untapped effectively. You know, yeah. there's six million people in Scotland. A few of them like RPGs.
2: And it's kind of like board it, games. Yeah, I mean, in 2018, the RPGs that we had, um, as, as with pretty much everything that we had in 2018, was a bit of an experiment to see, you yeah, know, yeah. is there actually demand for this at a con? And we had, to think, it was seven, seven, roughly 70 sessions in 2018. This year, we've got 140 sessions of RPGs. Wow. okay. Right? Or if you want a different number, 770 spaces in RPGs to play, right? Which is days. which is just that's a huge you know, the, that's
0: or, a huge number if you think about putting seven hundred I mean that's I mean yeah. that's the size of a good theatre that's like imagine yeah. that kind of size of number of people that, all no, kind that's of not doing
2: simu- that's not simultaneously all playing at the same time no that's over no. the six yeah. slots of the convention but yeah. to your point it's still a nice big number Um and and and, 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 and that's a lot of that,
1: people who are coming specifically to that
2: yeah and we have a number of people who god love them have decided to book it every single slot uh because that that's going to be their convention they're going to role play the entire time which Insurance is rbgs yeah. and, and, and and maybe a slight tangent here but one of the reasons we don't charge for events is well we don't charge for open play we don't charge for blah blah, blah. you know we charge for people to come into the convention yeah because if you're there to role-play, then we have space for you to role-play. If yes. you're here to play board games, you can go and do that. If yeah. you're here for our Starship Simulator, you can go and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's recognising that well, it's the role-playing table with seven chairs around it takes up more space than a trestle table with six chairs around it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, trust me, the floor plan um, will demonstrate that if anybody ever wants to look at it. Uh, um, but it's it's the sort of thing that, that doesn't matter to us. Mm. We are a board gaming and role-playing convention, so we will have a strong role-playing contingent. Um, have, yeah.
0: you, have you then thought about doing kind of like a... Have you thought about kind of like doing like a kind of a breakaway... Mini-event then. So the, is that, that, is that, because, because obviously you've got, you've got things like compulsion yeah. in Edinburgh, which I believe is actually, I think that's kind of finishing up, because I think the TV is getting kind of refurbished, which means...
2: It is, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be closed until, I think it's the tail end of next year, mm-hmm. um, which, which could mean that there won't be a compulsion next year or the year after. Yeah. Um... Which but the, in the, real
1: the, terms means twenty twenty five because they're never going to do anything.
2: Yeah, no. uh, but it's the sort of thing that have have we thought about it? Well, let me rephrase that. Have people asked us to? Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, during during the pandemic, I did a, an online RPG convention that raised almost eight thousand pounds for charity in two years, um, because it was something to do. Frankly, um, <laughs> you know, and it was an easy thing to run as an online con yeah and and the people who were involved in that are among those people that say to me so why don't you do one and it's more about you know this this event wells the focus is on that weekend it is a year-round piece of work yes Um, yeah yeah.
1: so it's it's funny enough it goes back to what we were talking about earlier it's angel delight versus creme (laughs)
0: So are you saying that um, RPGs which, which, which have ones? the quality of... like I'm, I'm listening to this because I, I could understand, right?
2: I'm concerned.
0: I am very concerned about where you're going with this. If you're talking about... Are you saying Critical Role is the angel <laughs> delight of entertainment? No, what I'm saying is... Is I'm that what you're is, saying, John?
1: What I'm saying is, is is we have one creme brulee of an event
0: a year. Right, okay. Right?
1: And it'd be quite easy to produce... I say
0: easy... We have the tools. And, Twenty minutes in a packet with some milk, I'm guessing. Yeah, right. And a good way to produce yeah. smaller,
1: <laughs> more this. occasional, smaller, more common events. Aye. right. You know, it, it could. I have no doubt whatsoever that if the five of us wanted two to tomorrow, we could turn and say, right, let's do a mini or smaller convention because we can, mm-hmm. right? But we l- can doesn't mean we should. And yeah. And there's an element do you of want mass producer do you want the best thing you can make?
2: And there's an the element of well I, I don't really want to because if there's a need for more conventions in Scotland, then I'm kind of hoping someone else will do that and will ask us for, the, for our, our, our support. Yeah. As an example, there's um, going to be an event in Inverness next year next April um uh and it's primarily going to be you know it's, it's fairly small they haven't talked about numbers yet yeah, um, but it's, yeah. going be, it's going to be in april and i've already been speaking to linda a lot about that as to how how we can help mm-hmm. um and you know stuff like that and they that came from an idea of uh, they wanted to have a dnd event in inverness and i was like well don't make it just Dungeons and dragons yeah think about what your attendees would want to see when they go there you know yeah. what do you want them to do engage with that local community and all those kind yeah. of things that you do um yeah. so that's now turned into a thing and they they yeah. haven't they've gone privately public if you follow me on dates and stuff like that yeah. but when they're ready to go properly public mm-hmm. um we'll, we'll be certain about that as loud as anybody you know because it's it's great Hopefully if the winds line up maybe make a trip i mean that's
1: it's you it's it's we want to do the thing we can do as well as we can do it Mm -hmm. and and at the end of the day that that's what the convention has to be it has to be the best thing we can we can produce Mm -hmm. if it's not going to be the best thing we can produce then frankly why are we wasting our time
2: yeah yeah and and you gotta you gotta recognize that the only reason the thing exists was because nobody else did it before us in some respects, you know, cause I, I spent, yeah, yeah. I spent, well, we spent in fact two, two and a bit years talking about this as a concept before we even went to the juror center to talk to them about hosting it. Yeah. And it was the sort of thing. Let's that, not repeat that story. No, I'm not gonna. Um, but it was, it was one of those oh, things Oh, come on. Where, you can't say that. You know, but it's fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll, well, we'll come back to it. We can. Um, we'll um, but it was, it was it. one of those we'll things of we'll, yeah. It was really just because there wasn't anything in Scotland that ticked enough boxes. Certainly, from for me, from a motivation perspective, I wanted an yeah. event, and that's why one exists. Type thing. Um, I mean, but me, it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't even I mean, the Dave, only event. Dave
1: floated the idea
0: originally. Yeah. But do you? I mean, are you surprised? Are you surprised there's not been? Because I would have thought that somebody <laughs> in Glasgow would have come. I would have thought well, somebody else would have come <laughs> up with something and said, right, we've yeah. done August. Could we do something kind of like March time I'm sure just that to get somebody
1: somewheres won the lottery and would happily spend that amount of money?
2: So, so I mean, I think the thing with like that, that yeah. is that there, there, there have there have been events in Glasgow. The G Three Gamers Group mm-hmm. um, did the Glasgow Gamers Gathering um, a few years um, before the pandemic, and it was the sort of thing that there's a hesitation from speaking to a lot of people, and I'm not aiming at the G Three guys um, at all. Um, a lot of them are a little bit reluctant because, and this this is a conversation I had with the compulsion uh, uh, committee this year um, when I was there, was they're almost afraid of trying to do something because the perception that Tabletop Scotland does it really well, which, you know, I'll take those plaudits all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, but, yeah. but But at the same time, but that doesn't mean you can't do something. You know, not every event has to be the size and scale of, what is now the fourth largest convention in the uk yes right um and we didn't intend it to be like that we thought we'd get 400 people in our first year mm-hmm. right and we got over a thousand so it's kind of like I mean, you should have seen the conversation yeah, yeah you know it's the sort of thing that the a convention can be whatever you want it to be it can be a one day thing it can mm. be a two day thing but you've got to work out what you want it to be um, and who it's for And once you've done that There are plenty of places in, in Scotland That could host a convention Just, you know, when you get to a certain scale That number gets smaller
0: When when you came out the other side of the pandemic Because you touched on that briefly By saying yeah. you were doing the run in the role playing sessions yeah, Was there a part of you That kind of thought Well we had a good couple of We had a good run at this Is it time to shelve it Or were you determined like we have we h- we're gonna have to kind of go go on with it. I, people needed it because I get because I remember like I remember coming back like the first kind of big event yeah. I went to was tabletop Scotland when I went back out again and I, it was, people, it, was a, it was a case I kind of needed it I guess I needed to be around kind of other people again and have that kind of interaction with people
1: I actually cannot remember us actually having a conversation in which we said, "Okay, pandemic's over. Let's go back to this thing." We just, as in, in my head, and it might be just the way I'm recalling. It, it might be different from Dave. Uh, I very much was like, "Right, okay, so that shit's done, Let's get back to what let's get Let's get back to the good stuff." Yeah. And it was never really a, a moment where we said, "Oh, let's not do it."
2: Because you, you got to remember, we we had we had a plan to have it happen in 2020, right? Yeah. We had a plan. Um, that plan obviously didn't happen initially. The, that plan got moved to October because Expo moved theirs to August under consultation with us, so that yeah, whole yeah. thing kicked off, and then we thought, right, okay, so that's now not going to happen because everybody realised that this isn't an overnight thing, right? Yeah, um, or almost everybody realised that it was going to be a, not going to be an overnight thing, um, <laughs> and then when twenty twenty one came, it was was coming. It was kind of like, right, okay, well, let's plan on the basis that we will but obviously we need to wait and see
0: yeah. so
2: you know until we get there and then ultimately the Jura center was turned into a vaccination center so it was kind of like well that decision was taken away but from us we, we never us.
1: really stopped
2: yeah. yeah we never really stopped we couldn't do any real stuff don't get me wrong but the plan yeah. was it wasn't a question of right we're going to shrink wrap this put it on the shelf and come mm-hmm. back to it later mm-hmm. that wasn't what we did it was, it was always present. No, I never it, did that. Because even as a group, we kept talking about stuff that we could do and what it would mean. We very point, much Richard.
1: never stopped. Bro. Yeah,
2: but back yeah. to your point, Richard, yes, I think for a lot of people, it was also their first year back. Yes. In a big event, right? And and for us, that was, that was important um, for a couple of different reasons. It was really about you know, we've always had this this feedback that said we're a very relaxed environment. We've got plenty of space between like the open play tables and all that kind of stuff. It's always had a really nice, relaxed feel to it as a con, which is great. We'd, we maybe haven't felt that when we've been running around at times, but, it's, 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 but our attendees have felt that. And I think that played into, it made people more comfortable coming back as well because those who had been before, Recognise it was going to be that kind of experience we weren't going to be squeezing people into tins. yeah we're going to give them space because certainly post pandemic being in close proximity to people especially people you don't know yes uh would have been unnerving for a lot of people um and that's that was something that we were conscious of Um, certainly on the weekend itself but in our planning beforehand we had the whole debate about do we have masks, do we mandate masks do we not mandate masks and all that kind of stuff I mean we we had masks and people wanted to wear them that was absolutely fine we ended up not mandating masks because that was no longer the guidance from the medical professionals Yeah. Um, so it it was very much one of those things of it didn't stop Um, and it doesn't really stop, um, even though my wife likes to remind me that I could just stop, but I don't want to.
1: Believe ah, <laughs> that for a minute, by the
2: way. I know
0: that thing. You could just stop podcasting. I'd, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think it's that. It's that kind of yeah. easy. We never stopped.
1: Because I think, and I think that's one of the reasons why, when we went into last year, we were. I think so ready and able just to pick up at full tilt mm. because you know we'd, we weren't taking a standing start on a run up and again we hadn't sat on the couch for two years. Well, we had, but you know, not in that respect. Um, I'm not saying well, a word,
2: yeah, <laughs> um, we, we had, and we've all had it. Yeah,
1: mainline
0: um, and angel delight,
1: <laughs> <laughs> chocolate in one arm, strawberry in the other. Um, and it was. we'd constantly kept looking at it, changing stuff, talking about it, coming up with new ideas, throwing ideas away, Mm. trying to evolve what we were doing. And then when it came time to actually say, let's push a button and go for the thing, um, you know, once we got over the stumbling block of the, the post COVID Perth live active going, Oh, hang on a minute. This stuff costs money and we don't like spending money and we've not got money to spend anymore. So they might not have a center for you to use. Just let you know in a, period of time that may or may not be tomorrow, next week, next month, or next year. Yeah. Um, once we got all that out of the way, and um, we're in a position where we can see, right, let's pull the trigger, it, there wasn't really that much, you know, conscious thought involved. It was just the case, right, yeah. we've been ready for two years, let's just do it.
2: The, the only real decision we had that did have some debate around was, so originally 2020 was going to be a 3 day event, um, and we, when we came to 2022's plan, we had a big debate as a team of right, do we go for three days, or do we, for one better phrase, play it safe and stick to two? Uh, because post pandemic, who knows if people are going to come for three days, right? Um, yeah. So it was very, it was very much, obviously, what we ended up with was a two-day con, and that was in part through our own decision making. Fact, ninety-nine percent of it was our own decision making, but it was also by taking feedback from our exhibitors um which we also did for making this year's event a 3d event and um, by taking feedback from our exhibitors so they're not trading this year but we have it open to attendees and it's it's just having that kind of easing us back into it you know in a way mm-hmm. that's what last year was we're not going to do it silly we'll experiment a little but we're not going to suddenly make it a 3d event after a two-year break you know and a force break
1: i, th- I think what well, once we, you know, actually look back on it, I think the the thing that stood out for me was the fact that we'd had a two year break. We'd opted not to go for day three, and we thought to ourselves, "Well, is uh-huh. I, we've always asked that how much do we want to grow this question? You know, we've very deliberately sat down and said, you know, after the first year, right, how much do we want? How much?" Do we want to grow? How much can we grow? Do we think we can grow? And what does that growth look like? And when we talked about last year, we thought, right, do we add the third day? Well, no,
2: because
1: the last two years have been a complete and utter, you you know, complete and utter weird situation for everything and everyone. The whole world's turned upside down. We don't know what's going to happen. We genuinely weren't sure what it would look like in terms of when we turn the ticket sales on what's going to happen are people going to go I'm not interested in going to a convention anymore I don't want to do that again Or are people going to be at it like a pack of rabid dogs and it turns out that the real answer was somewhere in the middle you know yeah. were f- yeah. people yeah. were like actually it's not my scene anymore my life's changed my world's changed I don't want to do that other people were like I want to get back to that thing I love doing it. it's my hobby I want to do it and there was a a real nice arrival of lots of people who've like, during the pandemic a, a friend of mine said let's play a game online because we're all stuck on our houses and somebody else said well, I don't know how to play D&D, Do you want to try D&D? And then all these people said actually I've been playing it online for two years and and I spoke to people who said, I'm sure Dave said, oh, I've been playing it online for two years, I've been playing D&D online, I've been playing board games online. Um. And then rock up and like, I, I'm doing it for the first time in person. Yeah.
2: yeah. We, we, we had a number of Dungeon Masters who ran our D&D events last year that that was the first time they'd run anything in person. Physical DMing, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, you were, uh,
0: Which like... was... Which are, these some, are these the guys are these the folk that went about and they had like they were wearing big rectangular no. bits of cardboard around them because that was the only oh. way they were able to do DMing because oh. they pretended <laughs> yes. that they were the still screen. kind of on some kind <laughs> of they were still <laughs> on some kind of screen because I saw the, made the
1: place freeze like that every two minutes
0: The difficulty turning around in a <laughs> corridor
1: No, we, I, and it was good to see that and also somehow <laughs> despite having had a two year gap we ended up with growth
2: yeah, we did. Yeah. 20% yeah. growth over 2019, which was nice. Cold.
0: So what about this year then? When it comes to, if people are walking through wish? the door, what are they expecting to see when they walk through the door? What kind of events have you got going on? Is it the same as last time? Is it slightly different? I mean, who would you say is going to be the kind of the main the main people?
1: Well, I mean, the, the event side of stuff this year is, um, we'll put the RPGs to one side for a minute. Because that's a whole list of its own rights. Um, returning favourites, Starship Simulator, on Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday. And uh, for mm-hmm. those that haven't done it, it's fantastic. For those that have done it and keep coming back, it's still fantastic. Um, that's been um, you know that's been hugely popular, and it's you know Nigel and Sarah and from One for Elephant and family do it every year. The Kenningtons, fantastic, love it. Um, we've got returning giant walk the plank because everyone loves mm. throwing people into water I was dressed as pirates
2: and sadly sure once are.
1: again yet yeah, once again for legal and insurance persons it's not happening in the swimming pool what can I say? <laughs> um we've got a warhammer underworlds tournament on the sunday again returning warhammer underworlds um we've got our hobby craft tutorials and open painting you know for, and that's returning again uh we've got uh blood in the clock tower again that went down hugely last year and i think was it six sessions this year dave
2: yeah i mean we had we had lloyd um i don't know if you know lloyd richard uh, lloyd guyan who came up last year um who Mm -hmm. does some work for modifius and various other things um he he um offered he was in one of the panels last year and he said to me i need to do something and i was like oh what can you do um you know let's let's i'll run some blood in the clock tower so we ran so he, he runs the Blood and the clock wow. Tour last year and, and it was kinda like and it was so yeah. popular. Yeah. that it was kinda like, okay. We had people doing breakout games of it in the halls. Um and it was kinda like, <laughs> right, okay, we need to actually have an actual offering of Blood and the Claw Tour this year. I um would, yeah. so we've got six sessions oh, okay. over the weekend and funnily enough, they were um one of the first things that the pre bookable yeah. spaces got filled. Um, um because people want it
0: it's yeah. it's a bit, i mean it's a big game because it's, it's, it, won, it won a lot of um awards through it's the BTT, that interesting it? social gaming phenomenon isn't it and lloyd was coming up and kind of kind of helping with that so yeah, so he,
2: yeah. He, he came up last year and it was literally a conversation and i've not said these words yet john so feel free to shout at me uh it was a conversation at breakfast on the sunday at gen con oh, um, shut up <laughs> <laughs> where, 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 I, where he said to me, well, what can I do? And I was like, well, you could run something. What could you run? I'll run some Blood and the right so <laughs> And as I say, they went really well. Yeah. So th- this year it was really easy to say, right, we'll have more of that. Now, he's not running any of it. He is coming up. Yeah. Um, but it's it, there's three, three people running two sessions each of that. Yeah. Um, and it's
1: one of those things where the feedback we got from it was, that was fantastic. I want to do that again. Uh, no brainer, absolute no brainer. Uh, one of those things where absolute minimal effort yeah. for maximum reward. I mean it's 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 such a great social game. And, and, and it
2: and it's not like last year was the first time we had it. I mean Evka and Elaine ran it when they were there in twenty nineteen, but that yeah. wasn't a planned event, that was just something that happened. Yeah. Um and it's kinda of like now it's something that, you know, becomes a, a part of our event schedule, essentially. You know, when we're looking at what sort of events we want to have, that's mm-hmm going to be one of the ones that's almost uh, always going to be in the list. And, and on the subject
1: of, of people worming their way into stuff and getting their way all the time, Crokinole. Oh, goodness <laughs> me. <laughs> Terry, our good friend. Terry. Terry Crokinole uh, Brown. Terry, Terry Crokinole Brown. Brown, Mr Crokinole himself. Te- right, uh, okay, is, can
0: we just stop and just, can we just like, and yes. I, don't, I don't always do this, right? But can we just spring some sugar on Terry, please? Because he is, without a doubt, one of the smiliest, happiest, delightful people you could ever meet. He's always—I've met—I always—I see him on quite a regular basis at the club, but I've never met anybody who he kind of never. He never comes across like, a, probably regardless of the type of week that he ha- he's had or something like yes. that, he never ever comes across like anything seems to be a bother or anything's a hassle and I'm just you know, it kind of it, it makes me happy to see him but also it throws me into a blind rage that I'm obviously so old and bitter that I can't <laughs> be how Terry is. So if you're listening to, and I hope you do, you hope you are listening to this Terry, it's, just, it's kind of like a I raise a glass in your kind of your general direction because uh, he is he is running Crokinole. and for for people who haven't tried croquenol, I think to be honest, that's kind of like one of the um, it's pretty much one of the key things that you could try. I mean, I would yeah. definitely, I definitely like if you've if you've not played Crokinole before, then look for the smiley happy guy who no longer has a big beard. Yep. Um, that was a scary thing. Plus <laughs> pandemic, <thing, yes>, right. <laughs> it was like looking at a very, a very, very slightly unsettling Santa Claus. Um, but <laughs> at the same so time, challenge. if you've not played crokinole before, then by all means, uh, see him down and he shall he'll definitely oh,
1: no, help you out. So that we've got the actual, cro- we've got crokinole, the Scottish Grand Prix of crokinole.
2: Wow, uh,
0: uh,
1: we've got that. You can, you can win also. the
2: jug if you win that tournament he's gonna... got a clarity he's... so we've
1: got that but we've also going to have uh, tables set up, Crokinole boards set up for people to learn to play the game and practice and stuff like that as well mm-hmm. um, I say we're going to have that, Terry's going to Terry's going to basically yeah. form a line of all the attendees and, and, and make them one at a time <laughs> learn to play- oh. and,
2: and it's kind of to give it some context because as we were alluding to earlier on we don't have panels this year so yeah. the events like Crokinole are actually going to be upstairs which means that Crokinole's is going to be right beside the bar um, wow. Right. <laughs> um, and there are plans or more accurately terry has plans to uh, have stuff on the friday night uh, of crokinole and you know have side events that just happen so if you're if, if you are a crokinole player and judging by it being the first event to sell out on our schedule um there's quite a few of them who want to come um yeah that's 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 great um, and that's all down to him because he's he's very much a part of that that community, as it were, he ran the UK Games, you ran the UK Championships event, at UK Games Expo. What Who you knew? Was, what?
0: Who knew there was so many people that kind of like to flick a little kind of disc into a hole I I and I just stare at the
2: other person and go,
0: "You do it then." Yeah, Cause exactly. Because that, that's what it seems to be. Yeah, it is, seems to gorgeous. be psychological, and it's like chess with one piece. And you just see them. It's like. It's like if you've ever seen kind of like the pro- really professional kind of ten pin bowling, where it's literally it's not yes. down to how it's not down to how many strikes you get; it's down to how many strikes you miss.
2: Yes, and you just, see, spares, these, you
0: just see these people just with their fingers that they probably wrap in cotton yes. wool when they're not using them, just flicking.
2: And, and that that was what it was like it's, at the final uh, Expo because it was literally a question of. 20 20 so that's how many points you get if you get it straight in the hole yeah yeah um maybe it's just 20 20 20 20 oh not a 20 right okay <laughs> it suddenly got interesting um but yeah it, and you know it is what it is um it's very popular as it's you fantastic said.
1: Uh, it's very popular. um we've also got returning because i'm just making sure because there's a few events oh yeah the other arkham horror for those that like card games arkham is yes. back again um I would love to say more about that because I've, I've, it's generally it's on my list of oh one day, but every time I think about playing it, I then don't. So, um, <laughs> but again, it's been popular every year, yeah. And you know the people that are uh, uh, the event itself. you know, same people come back, they've come back to us again year and year and said we want to run it again. Yep. It was great. We're going to run it again. Can we run it again this year? Hmm. That's the good thing about this is uh, the events I'm talking about. You know, with, with, you know, for the things like the. Um, the the giant moat the plank we're putting that on but the warhammer underworlds the uh the arkham horror this isn't us as in dave myself simon john and Gemma running it yeah we're we're building an environment and somebody else is coming along and saying can i can i play in your sandpit and here's what i want to play and we're like yes you certainly can they're bringing their bucket and spade and we're just giving them the place to play play and um. And it it works, because they're so enthusiastic about it, like Terry is, like the Arkham Horror guys are, Mm -hmm, that delivers mm -hmm, every time. mm -hmm. Um, New stuff this year, Doomtown.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, Um, so that's that's the game that's gone through a couple of iterations, but the most recent uh, version by Pinebox Entertainment is, uh, I think it's called Weird West, Um, so it's... If anybody knows the Deadlands RPG, it's World West with zombies and the occult, and mm-hmm. that's essentially what the card game is. So, we're having a Doomtown event, um, as, as John said, uh, because funnily enough, the people who are involved in the horror, Arkham Horror stuff also happen to like that as a card game. That's kind so of like, kinda like you know,
0: that's not surprising, really.
2: And, yeah. and
1: then, somehow, we managed to chain that into we've gone from Evil horror to to zombies in the Wild West to more Wild West in the form of Dead Man's Hand,
2: yeah.
1: which is a skirmish uh, miniatures game. Yeah. Uh, which this year is being we've got a Dead Man's Hand tournament, um, which is being run by Brian from Dwarf Brian Forrester, the chairman for Dwarf. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, he's running that and for us, and also doing that in conjunction with our good friends from Warbases. Yeah. Um, who are sponsoring it and providing all the buildings and lovely scenery and everything like that, and Brian's running it uh, and it's a for those if you ever played it it's a wild west cowboy game where you've got your gang of cowboys or sheriffs and deputies and stuff like that you play scenarios and it's all played using a literally a deck of cards that's 52 minutes and hence why dead man's hands because um, there'll, so we'll there'll that be, there'll well. be so demos,
2: demos you know, of that. all day in the Saturday and the tournaments on the Sunday which will be cool and then tournament on
1: Sunday, Yeah. so again we, we've kept those core favorites that people like the ones that you're know, okay walk the plank by everyone's cup of tea but everyone enjoys it they've never seen Every, everyone taking everyone enjoys
2: it maybe not necessarily everybody's sitting around it when it's happening yeah. enjoys it well no i mean i enjoy watching it um <laughs> you know, i enjoy watching
1: uh, <laughs> their they're problem um yeah. you know, and and then you stuff and and that's it i mean we we we, we explicitly always said, we'll give anything a try. Yeah. You know, if somebody comes up to us with an idea and says, I want to try this thing, we will do our damnedest to give it a shot, give it a try, get it in there. You're, you're within reason. There's a few things where we've said, eh, maybe not. Yeah. Um, you know, but the, for the main part, it's always like, you know what? If it works and people get value of it, great. If it doesn't work, then at least we tried we know what's successful and we can figure out a way to make it more successful in the future.
0: And let's face it, there's also, it's primarily about people being able to get together around the table, use yeah. the vast kind of games library as well. I mean, it's kind of, it's, um, it's never been, for me, it's never, ever been about kind of, it's never been about going along to see the stalls or, Things like that. I mean, it has always been about kind of like seeing the new games that are there, talking to the new people that are there who are showing their games off, but primarily it's about going to the games library, which um, has always been very, very well run. Um, Grabbing a game, grabbing a couple of friends or, you know, random people, dragging them to a table. And and pl- and kind enforcing of play. Them to play, a game, enforcing them, enforcing them to, enforcing yeah. them to get of down game. and saying,
1: "So, have you ever played Battlestar Galactica?" Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and this is how you Twilight...
2: play the mind. <laughs> you know. oh, uh, no, no, <laughs> don't talk about that.
1: Did, did we see Twilight that. Imperium? Yeah. See you next week. Oh, <laughs> and and that's you know, that. That's one of those things where the first couple of years we ran the library ourselves, um, and last year we partnered with rent shuffle rule and this year we're partnering with rent shuffle rule again to provide our, our games library uh, at the convention so they you know they've got a very carefully curated selection of games they've mm. got a, a library so they're they're on top of what's new what's hot mm. as well as everyone classics everyone wants to play i mean there's some games that you, you just can't get rid of them i mean some games that you that will never go out of fashion yeah you know, they might never have been in fashion but they'll also never go out of fashion yeah um you know, it's, and then there's a, there's always new hotness, but you know, the bottom line is it's, how 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 many times have you you gone into a room full of games and you've ended up playing something you played
0: fifty times before? Yes, I mean it's about like, it's about trying new yeah. games, and there's also the yeah, stands there, like the um yeah. your imagination gaming hashtag I mean, games I mean, and things like that that allow you to kind of try kind I'd, of newer in, games as well, is not it?
2: Yeah, and, and our exhibitors this year was a really weird experience. Um, normally Uh, around about expo time we still have some gaps um when we're building the floor plan out this year we were full before the end of march um and by full i mean you know 70 exhibitors which is 21 more than we had last year wow um now that's a carefully curated jigsaw puzzle of getting people into spaces and still having space around mm-hmm. their stands, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. But the number of people, and we have a waiting list as well, should any of those pull out, that's, you know, not a small number either. And it's kind of like, there's, there's two things that, I, that I've taken from that personally is people have finally, finally, uh, maybe finally realized that Tabletop Scotland's on the map from an exhibitor's perspective but there's the other aspect that pretty much all our exhibit are saying nice things about us and they talk to each other. Yeah. Because and invariably when those requests have come in to see if we've got space, it's been so and so's told us about your event and how mm-hmm. great it is. Mm-hmm. So we'd like to come along if you, if you can fit us in type thing. So it's always, it's always been a more challenging thing to fill the space. But this year it's been... Other than the jigsaw puzzle, relatively easy. It has meant we've had to say to some people, you know, we can't fit you in. Yeah. Which is never a nice message to ever give them, but it's but it's the sort of thing that um you know we 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 have seventy this year as I say, and that's that's not a small number. Yeah, I mean we we I mean as you say Richard, you you don't necessarily go there for the stance. and and in in the main. The vast majority of attendees aren't there to shop if i put it that way but they're there to explore they're there to see what's see what's new see what catches their eye and the way that we've always tried to do that is to curate the mix of things that we have yes i mean we could we could quite easily have um multiple retailers all selling the same thing um and ultimately pricing each other out of things, uh, whereas we've deliberately capped the number of retailers that we have so that all of those retailers can focus on things they are good at and they all make money. You yeah. know, Ultimately, I want all of our exhibitors to have a really good experience, whether it's commercially or otherwise. Yeah, yeah. But similarly, we, we are, to go back to what we said at the start, a board game and RPG convention. So having a good mix of board game and RPG publisher uh people there um we have those um and they are the vast majority of what we have um but there's also lots of people who perhaps and it may it may come across as derogatory but i can bundle them all together into the maker um, umbrella i mean so that's people who make accessories that's people who make you know furniture that's people who make whatever it is you know but they they make something that is for the hobby or for the hobbyist yeah um And we have a fair number of them this year as well, but it's making sure that, you know, that curation is that balance. And that's something that has been a bit harder this year because of the amount of interest, Um, but it's it's something we've always been keen to do. Um, So, I mean, we have a lot of exhibitors coming this year, too many to ring them all off, Mm. but about 40% of the ones that are coming this year have never been before. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. One last question Okay Is Packing up For this year Going to have Any dry eyes In the house where it's just like The four or five of you And you're you're about to kind of Close the door On Tabletop Scotland for this year I mean are you Are you kind of booking out Kind of eye drops and tissues and stuff like that, just to make sure. I mean, are you preparing hugs just now and stuff like that? Um, there oh, are crystal. always
2: there are always hugs prepared. Um, I think <laughs> the thing about um, I, this was most. Um, apparent after 2018 with it being our first one Hmm. but the emotional aspect of the con I don't think any of us really feel it until two or three days afterwards because there is an emotional impact of doing it right and and it's a positive emotional impact of doing it I think this year the goal of the breakdown is for John not to break a toe um, (laughs) basically (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, I'm not laughing at that I am Because that that seems to just happen, and for Simon not to dislocate his ankle or whatever it was he did in twenty nineteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but to your point, I mean, there, there's always that right. Okay, there's the element of relief that we've done it. Mm. Um, you know, because certainly last year, with it being the first year back after the pandemic, I, I personally had a lot of trepidation going into the event of how good it was going to be, Mm -hmm. and. I probably looked so relaxed during that uh, that weekend because everything just worked, yeah, which was great. Um, and this year, it'll be a similar experience. I will probably right up to the wire be, you know, getting more and more stressed, but hopefully over the weekend, everything just works. I mean, the, the, uh, the
1: history is taught as anything. It'll be, we'll pack up Monday afternoon, we'll exit the venue we'll do 25 different sweeps to make sure we've got everything out that we're meant to have out and who's taking what to our storage facility and make sure everything's loaded in the van and who's yeah. delivering Simon and whatever physical conditions into where he's going and all <laughs> that sort of stuff. And then I'm going to swear. So that you know, we will tell each other to fuck off and not speak to each other for two weeks.
2: Yeah. And it works. And it's, it's, it's not because we don't want to speak to each other. It's just, at that point, we're still on that emotional ride of the experience, oh, yeah. Yeah. right? So we kind of need to take that cooling off period. It's decompression. It's, it's, it's decompression. Yeah, that's, that's decompression.
1: the it word. It's 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 a physical decompression, and there's you know there there are moments where you'll know, we, we'll, we won't ignore each other entirely. We'll talk about oh, stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about all the we'll, we'll talk about what we have to talk about. But at the end of the day, when you break it down, once we do the actual physical breakdown. Um, mean that i think that the i've got the photo on my phone and i, I think we shared it last year of the three of us sitting and eating me Simon, and dave sitting eating <laughs> we, we we ordered the McDelivery delivery and we sat in the jewish sitting having a mcdonald's halfway through unpacking what you can't see is the three of us are sitting there what you can't see is the other side of the camera is the trolleys full of stuff that we've got to take away the boxes yeah. that half rolled up banner and, and and me trying to figure out where in god's earth we Simon's like, did we get the printer? Yeah, we got the printer. Um <laughs> you know, it's like and, uh, did we unpack the office and all of us take all of us checking at least five times to make sure that we'd emptied the office and we'd got all the money out of the office because yeah, yeah, we had yeah, money yeah. in the office. But yeah. once we've done all that, it, you know, there is a period where we, we have to separate ourselves from it and then we will be straight back on it. And I mean, they just do it all again. <laughs> I mean
0: the fact <laughs> pretty, is, is pretty much
1: the, the reality is is that um from from and us point of view, um, the the twenty twenty three stuff has gone smoothly and nicely. Fingers crossed, touch wood, and all that. Um, you know, we're we gearing up. To, you know, we're going through the motions as we went. You know, we're, we're building up towards it this year. We've been talking about twenty four hmm. since twenty two. Doesn't <laughs> we're doing anything. We've been talking about it. You know, so so we we won't stop talking about it. Same as we didn't stop talking about. The pan- during the pandemic, yeah, um you know we have a f- we have a couple of weeks where we 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 have minimal contact, but um you know we're, we're, I don't think well I don't think we can give up now,
2: can we? No, I'd need to change my name. I'd need to move house. <laughs> I would <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be able to play a board game or role playing game. Yeah, earlier exactly. Dave, exactly. you know? Dave would have to exactly. to witness exactly. I'd
1: be accused of murdering Dave. um Gem would be accused of. Masterminding the whole plot, no, everyone knows Simon wouldn't do it anyway. Um, it's way too much work for and him to do that. And
0: you'd go to prison. So there's, I mean, yeah, every every I, every cloud, every cloud, every, every cloud, <laughs> every cloud.
1: exactly. Every every, every, every silver cloud. lining and all that. Every cloud. Um, and, but I think that we've, um, you know, we've got, we've got a great opportunity to showcase a million different things uh, every year, and uh, and I think that. What we've seen and certainly what we've shown is that because we're showcasing all these different things people want it yeah and as long as people want it yeah. then we'll
0: still do it and if people do want it where can they find where can they find it
2: online www. <laughs> <Dave>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, www.tabletopscotland.co.uk there and for go. those who obviously don't have the video benefit of this I was giving Richard a thumbs up when he was doing that nice yes. segue and, um, and the um, convention is on from Friday the 25th of August through hmm. to Sunday the 27th of August and the doors open to the public at 4pm on the Friday um, so that you, know, you can come and play games or whatever I, if, if
1: if you haven't already bought your tickets, tickets are you can purchase from the websites. There are still plenty of uh sign up spaces available. In fact, we, we pub and put on I had the down more RPG slots yesterday, was it Dave?
2: Yeah, yeah. or a couple of more games on demand, which is uh literally what it sounds like from a role playing perspective. You turn up the GM hmm. has a a series of games that they can run they pitch them at you you choose one and you play it we've added more slots for that Good stuff. we've expanded yeah. uh, the capacity on a couple of other things as well within the RPG uh, space. and if
1: if you buy a, a weekend ticket uh, that's all three days if you buy either yeah. a Saturday or Sunday ticket you also get Friday entrance as well
2: yeah we're not um, charging for the Friday basically, not so Friday. basically. Yeah.
0: how much are tickets? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, a weekend ticket, which includes your Friday, as John said, for an adult is Mm -hmm. £27. If you want to come on the Saturday only, for an adult, it's £16. Mm. If you want to come on the Sunday, for an adult, it's £14. If you are are a child who is aged 10 or under, Mm -hmm. obviously you have to come with an adult. Mm. Uh, But you are entirely free to enter the convention with no cost associated with you whatsoever.
1: Fine. And we would would love it if there were plenty of under 10s with their accompanying adults because... We're very proud of the fact that we're, we've managed to build a very family oriented convention. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely.
0: And what we'll do is we'll make sure that we put all of those lovely links and messages and in the show notes so that we've got notes to show. If you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, and uh, I don't know why you do, just go and search for We Are Not Wizards on the internet. You'll find us on the, all the different places with the worn out faces and bright and early for the daily races but we ask you to do one thing or two things. First thing is to check out our blog if you go to we're not wizards, tabletop.com you can find out all the written things that I've read, written about when things that I like to write and I write them down because I like to write about them and I've written a couple of things about tabletop Scotland which are highly funny and entertaining because I'm a good writer. Um, And the other thing is, if you've listened along tonight and you like what you've listened to, then please go on to your podcast catcher of choice and drop us a rating or a review. Spotify is the place to be, apparently. If you're listening on Spotify just now, then give us a rating. If you are going to be giving us a rating, don't give us 10 stars because it makes us big-headed. Don't give me one star because it makes us cry. Give us something in the middle, like five, because it's average and I'm just a little bit average. But the person who's not been average tonight, and the other one has been average. But I'll let them <laughs> fight out who is who. I've, I've got I've got the man who puts it all together, sticks a roof on the top of it, and calls it a conference of cardboard. It's Mister. It's Mister Dave Wright. And then he's here. He's been sitting at a table. He's given me a lot of editing work with all these door openings and closings that's been going on, which nobody will have heard because I'm such a good editor. It's the man who, if you died, he'd be probably the one who'd be picking through your corpse. It's Captain Harpy himself. <laughs> John, John, the carrion bus driver. <laughs> the carrion. That sounds about right. Yeah, I'll take it. Um and there's only two more things to do to remember. The first thing to do is to remember that we're many things but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, John?
1: Uh, level 19, I'll have you know.
0: Right, okay. Are we wizards, Dave? No, we're definitely not wizards. That's fantastic. You can do one, John. And the se- <laughs> second thing is to say goodbye. So, it's a goodbye from the wonderful, t- fantastic, the amazing, the talented, the most organised spreadsheet-centric person that there is. is. Is Dave, say goodbye, Dave. Goodbye, Dave. And it's uh, goodbye from... Ding, ding. Everybody off. Mr. Harper, say goodbye. Goodbye, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's goodbye from you, remember, stay safe for all sixes. Get yourself up to Perth. 25th to 27th of August. It's an absolutely fantastic, wonderful time where you get to like just immerse yourself in cardboard-like like Scrooge McDuck diving into a big pile of coins and you can wear a top hat and put on a silly Scottish accent. Just like me. But until the next time, Ochai denu! A wizard is never late.